When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Football. There it is. Mm. Corona hard seltzer taking us through these NFL playoffs, Declan Goff. Oh, yeah. I've been on uh, my three-point stance, just like uh, Brian Baldinger, you know. I'm, I'm ready and in, in, in with the three-point stance right in front of the fridge. There's four Corona hard seltzers here. Do I want to go A-gap? Do I want to go between the mango and cherry? Do I want to go on the outside through the blackberry lime and, and try to go on the blind side? Hands. Hands. One, two. One, two. Seltzer. One, two. Corona hard seltzer. It's One, two. I mean... Sometimes I just I'm in the stance and I just I just I just stick my hand in the fridge and then whatever I come out with I come out with hands so hands <laughs> Corona Hard Seltzer because Corona Hard Seltzer is the only hard seltzer made with pure beach vibes with a refreshing splash of fruit flavors such as tropical lime mango cherry and blackberry lime Corona Hard Seltzer is a tasty spike sparkling water with a splash of natural fruit flavor that allows you to enjoy the moment in each can Corona Hard Seltzer has zero carbs zero sugar ninety calories and is gluten free. Relax responsibly. Corona Hard Seltzer spiked sparkling water with natural flavors imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. Football. Come on. Football. Brian Baldinger doesn't just like football. He loves football. The single best left tackle in the NFL in 2020 is Teron Armstead. I mean, I guess he didn't get the message on this shove right here about anti-bullying in America. He didn't get that message because that's what he did most of the day to the Carolina Panthers. Just shoved him around. Football! Football, yeah! Football! Football! Yes. Dude, Baldy must just be in football hog heaven going into (laughs) championship weekend. You got three of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Josh Allen. One, two. One, two. One, two. One, two. One, two. Baldy's Twitter feed, I haven't checked it this week, but man, I bet it's gold. I bet it's gold. This is Purple Daily, also gold on a daily basis, talking about your favorite football team, the Minnesota Vikings, Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad, Declan Goff producing. And every Tuesday and Thursday on this show, we uh, we dive into how to fix the Vikings-related topics. And we actually had one ready and teed up here regarding <laughs> a position you're probably not thinking about that they should maybe consider drafting in the first round. But executive decision based on the article that Declan just sent us that came across here, uh, we're, we're going to table that one maybe for later in the week. Because, boys, 
Reckless Speculation. We've got some white hot speculation from mm. Mike Florio. Dex, can you tee? I'll, I'll read yeah. some of the quotes, but tee up where you found this, all right? Okay, so I found this on the uh, 95 7 of the game in San Francisco. Okay. And it was one of those uh, situations where I sometimes you get some of those clickbaits on your Facebook ad about uh, about some reckless, even more reckless. You'll never believe. You'll never believe yeah. <laughs> what Mike Florio said about Kyle Shanahan. So obviously I clicked it because I fell for the bait. However, yeah, he was on 95.7 The Game, their morning roast show. Uh, great name for a show, by the way. And he talked about how basically Kirk Cousins is a more realistic option for the San Francisco 49ers instead of Deshaun Watson. Reckless speculation. Okay. The summary is from 49erswebzone.com. No, this is not a story from a previous offseason. Everyone is well aware of San Francisco 49ers head coach Kyle Shanahan's affinity for Kirk Cousins. He intended to pursue Cousins before the opportunity to acquire Jimmy Garoppolo presented itself. With several fan bases keeping an eye on the happenings in Houston, and the deteriorating situation between the Texans and Deshaun Watson, Mike Florio suggests a more realistic scenario for the Niners. Quote, Cousins steps right in and runs the 49ers offense, he said. He knows the offense. It's a guy that Kyle Shanahan and his dad, Mike Shanahan, drafted in the fourth round of the 2012 draft at a time when RG3 was essentially forced upon them by ownership. They didn't want RG3. They didn't make that trade to go up to number two. That was an ownership move. Cousins is a guy that Shanahan believes can run that offense well. Added Florio, I can't see the Vikings demanding a whole lot if they would decide to move on from Kirk Cousins. I think that's something the 49ers should definitely explore. And if the Vikings know what's good for them, frankly, in all due respect to Kirk Cousins and the team, they'll decide to make a move. Judd, your thoughts. Well, one, I'd like to pat us on the back on this show because we've been talking about this exact scenario for how long now? A year? So, yes, thank you very much because if you watch this team, what Florio paints right there, and heck, if you're uh, familiar with how much the uh, Shanahans and, by extension, the uh, Niners, like Cousins, is not a surprise. So my thoughts are this. What he ran through, if the Vikings are thinking about their long-term health, makes absolutely perfect sense. Down to the letter of the return wouldn't have to be great. I guess my question off of that from the Vikings standpoint, if they were to entertain going down the path that, that we and Florio have put out there before for them, is what's the next move? Is it to call up the Texans about Deshaun Watson? Is it to possibly try and move up in the draft and take a quarterback uh, as Cousins' replacement, Hope, hopefully to hit on a player for your long-term health and future at the most important position in sports. But my thoughts are this. What Mike Florio said to the game in San Francisco, because of who the coach is of that team and how good Cousins is in that person's opinion, in this case Kyle Shanahan, of running that offense, it fits like a puzzle. Like, it's not surprising. If you have followed along with how things have gone for Cousins, for the Vikings, and San Francisco, everything laid out makes sense. And I know that people yeah. are going to be screaming and saying, no, it doesn't. You can't trade him, blah, blah, blah. Not true. Um, you signed him to a three-year contract. We are now through that contract. And let's go through what it's been like. 2018, you missed the playoffs. 
2019, you made the playoffs and you won one game. That was never the goal to win. No, Nobody said in March of 2018, Phil Mackey, when Kirk Cousins signed, I hope he can win one playoff game. We said, oh, the Vikings should be a Super Bowl team. And in 2020, you came back and missed the playoffs again. Yeah, I mean, and now, of course, I can already hear, like, you know, excuse, 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 but the defense over here and but this over here, and the reality is the Vikings have just they've just sort of been middle of the road for three years, and there's a, a bunch of different reasons, but one of those reasons is Kirk Cousins is a good, not great quarterback. He's not the guy that's going to elevate things when they're going wrong, right? Yeah. He's not a Tom Brady type. He's not a Pat Mahomes type. I don't think he's a Deshaun Watson type, and that's why Deshaun Watson is generating so much interest around the league. Like, oh, he's available? You know, when when Kirk was available, it was like like straight-up free agency available, not like available for your trade. It was like, okay, the Jets are interested, and the Vikings are interested. And he got franchised twice before that, which was really weird. <laughs> right. It wasn't like not normal. 12 teams crawling over each other no. and broken glass to get to Kirk, right? Right. This is very polarizing because... We can go through some of the, the, the pros and cons of if you were to go through with this and what you would potentially take in a trade, and, and we'll get to some of that. But I think we have to acknowledge the first thing, that Kirk is good. Kirk is like a fringe top 10 quarterback just based on the way he played in the second half of the season, his knowledge of this system. Justin Jefferson helped, I think, take his game to another level too. So the Vikings would be admittedly getting rid of a comfortably good starting quarterback with without knowing what the safety net is and, and knowing that like you could wind up drafting another Christian ponder. And so you'd have, you, this is, this is all part of the uncomfortable conversation of going from good to great. It's hard to divorce yourself from good, but if you want to be great, you have to divorce yourself from good, good GM, good coach, good quarterback, not great at any of those three things. You got to make some uncomfortable moves at some point. So I think, I think, I think you have to just sort of be comfortable with how uncomfortable this conversation is. What would you be willing to give up? Or I, I, I'm sorry, what would you be what willing to back? take in re, in return for Kirk Cousins? I'd like a second round pick. I would take a third round pick. I think that's a fair fair start. Yeah, I would. I would like that. Um, but this conversation also starts in March of 2018. In this sense, fair or not, Kirk Cousins was brought here as the final piece to win a Super Bowl. You didn't achieve that. That window is now closed. So, like, you can't. With a quarterback like Kirk, at Kirk's age, in my opinion, you can't restart the window that that you thought that you had uh, coming off of what was, in a lot of ways, a magical 2017 with Case Keenum as your quarterback. Like, that, what the window was, if we plug Kirk in, like, that was a thought process. If we plug this guy in, in 2018, not 19, not 20, not 21, we can win a Super Bowl, Okay admirable to take the shot. I will never denigrate you or criticize you for going to the plate and swinging, which is what you did. So the Wilfs, Spielman, Zimmer, congratulations. You did what you should have done, but it did not work. And and you can't now go light the furnace again. The furnace is dead. (laughs) It's dead. Now, if this was a young QB, it wouldn't be dead. Okay? But you took your shot. It's over. Kirk Cousins will never, and, and it's not all his fault, because that's what people are going to come back to. You're too hard on Kirk. It's not all his fault. It's okay to be hard on a quarterback in the NFL. Absolutely. Right? But but what you did was a calculated risk. I, I mean, 
Phil, t- talk to me about poker. You took a calculated risk here of some sort, and you, it was a smart risk. Mm-hmm. It just didn't work. I love that you brought up poker. But, I mean, you, it's the same type of thing, right? You know, like, you take risks. Poker is in my blood, and, and I, have, I have played a lot of poker in my background. And the, the players that win the tournaments regularly in poker and the players that win in cash games aren't the ones that play like conservative and kind of wait to see what other things are. They'll kind of see what that what's happening over there. They're selectively and hyper aggressive and, and they look to stack chips, right? Like they look to make it uncomfortable for other people at the table. And the Vikings, like the Vikings never feel like they're at the forefront of making other franchises uncomfortable. I mean, the last time I really feel like the Vikings made a, whoa, like, Grapefruits on the table, we're here move was Brett Favre of 2009. And they said, you know what? Screw it. We're going to go do this. Even if it means tampering for like two years and having him go to the Jets for a minute, we're going to make this happen and we're going to, and we're going to get uncomfortable and, and go forward. Um, the other thing too is I keep going back to the teams that are currently left in the NFL playoffs, the final four teams here. Really take a look at these teams this week, okay? And I know that, like, well, the Vikings the Vikings have a good offense, and the Vikings are good at quarterback and whatnot. Really take a hard look at the four teams that are left. They're not talking about defense, time of possession, and establishing the run. They are talking about chunks through the passing game and scoring 30 to 40 points if they can. Like, that's what they go into each game thinking. You got three of the greatest quarterbacks of all time playing this weekend, and another quarterback who jumped into the MVP conversation this year, who's mobile, dynamic, improvisational, and can and can turn a minus play into into a plus play. Right? You got four offenses that ranked first, second, third, and sixth in points per game. The Vikings were eleventh. Vikings eleventh in points per game. Pretty good offense. Not good enough. Pretty good offense. It is. The four teams that are left again. I'll say it: are first, second, third. And sixth, these, these three of these four offenses threw the ball at least 60% of their snaps. So some of this is system, philosophy. Some of it's just having a Tom Brady, Mahomes, Rodgers. Well, but you, it's unrealistic to say that the Vikings should just, like, have an Aaron Rodgers. I get that it's not, like, you're going to swing and miss, but you have to try. And so if the 49ers are giving you a chance for a third-round pick, let's say, let's say, like, I don't think Florio is just necessarily pulling this completely out of thin air, okay? He pulls some stuff out of thin air, but I, like there's some steam here. If you can get a third round pick for Kirk Cousins and clear out a bunch of cap room, you now have your choice in a year of quarterback musical chairs. You can grab somebody else's like if, if you wanted to, in theory, like you could probably go get Matt Stafford. I don't you could you could do whatever you want. But most importantly, you could draft a quarterback that could potentially be your guy for the future or you can open up the gateway to trade a bunch of first round picks for Deshaun Watson. But the first step has to be moving off of your good, not great quarterback in Kirk Cousins. And so, like, I saw, like, Declan put this out there today, and I was like, Lord, praise the football gods. But this is why we talk about this potential trade, because this potential trade makes sense. I I think that San Fran would make this trade, or at least that Kyle Shanahan would make this trade in a heartbeat if he could. Because he loves Kirk. Kirk can run his system and in Shanahan's mind, I think he believes, hey, look, if I had Kirk, it's different. And it might be. It might not be. I don't know. 
But the Vikings, they, they just they need to accept the fact that the championship window that they saw at one time is now gone. And so the question the question does not become how do you get back to the playoffs, which is always the big thing. How do you get back to the playoffs? The question is not that. The question is how do you win a championship? And what's the ingredients that go into to that? And I'll tell you right now, improving the defense, which I'm sure people are screaming right now because – the defense in 2020 was not good. Mm-hmm. Improving the defense is very important, and I'm not dis, uh, discounting that. I'm not saying it's not. That's an important part of the equation, but ultimately the most important part and the and the problem that has not been solved here on any type of consistent basis for years, going back to probably when I was nine years old, is the quarterback spot. How do you solve it potentially long-term? How do you take mm-hmm. a position where where you've taken shots and you've gotten performances from guys like Keenum, who we don't expect it from, and there has certainly been some disappointments too. But how do you solidify that? And, and I don't know if Rick and Mike are the right guys to do it, but I will tell you this, in my opinion, this franchise will not win a Super Bowl until that problem, or heck, get to a Super Bowl, until that problem is solved. Do you guys remember, too, a, a coach that is so obsessed with a quarterback like this who isn't necessarily elite? Like, it's one thing for any coach to say, hey, I, I love Aaron Rodgers. It's one thing if, if someone said, who was a former offensive coordinator, that, oh, I loved Aaron Rodgers when I coached him so-and-so, and I'd love to have him here in my new situation. I seriously can't remember someone who talks as highly of Kirk Cousins as a, as a you know, mid-tier quarterback. It's honestly, to compare to my, like, I was obsessed with Kevin Cobb. The way Kyle Shanahan talks about Kirk Cousins is the way I talked about Co- Kevin Cobb like nine, ten years ago. Does, does it make you think twice? Does it make you think, okay, smart, young, progressive, offensive mind, team with, when once they get healthy, the 49ers think that they have a potential right. borderline championship roster and they just need a better quarterback than Jimmy Garoppolo. Does it make you think twice if they think Kirk over Jimmy is like the key to them getting to the next level and winning you know the what? Super Bowl? It doesn't to me, and here's why. The head coach. Right. It, it's the, it, in fact, In fact, to draw a parallel, which is going to sound crazy, but if you give it some thought, it makes some sense. It's the same as Daniel Carlson, who's really good now. And guess what? He was never going to succeed for this coach, ever. But that doesn't mean that getting rid of Daniel Carlson was the right move. No, it doesn't. But what I'm saying is if you are going to cast your lot with this coach, then I think the quarterback is wrong. I think that you cannot draft a kicker. They're not going to fire Zim yet. And if you're going to fire Mike after 2021, Kirk's contract is going to come up again at some point pretty soon after that, and I'm not signing him again. Mm-hmm. And, and so it doesn't make me question it because if Kyle Shanahan, God bless him, can get the maximum and let's say it is championship caliber play from Kirk, I could tell you right now the people that run the Vikings can't do it. Yeah. The other thing, too, with, with Kirk is the so the contract right now handcuffs you so much in that. So his cap number is $31 million for this year. And the cap, it sounds like the cap might come down to $180 million based on some reports we saw today. Yeah, so like, Pro Football Talk has something about that right now. So that's problematic. Um, <laughs> yes, and and then his cap number, I think, is like 43 or $45 million for 2022, which I don't think you would enter the season agreeing to that cap number. Mm-hmm. But he's got that leverage over you in which you're going to have to kick the can down the road again. And then, okay, now you're adding another year to smooth that cap number out, right? Yes. He's just sort of got you by the grapefruits. Well, and you allowed him to, when you signed him to the extension last March, that's a you problem. Yeah. Yeah, his his cap hit for 2022 at the age of 34 would be $45 million. So, so part of this for me is 
if I'm going to put like a, a fringe top 10 at his best, but more like, you know, the 12th or 13th best quarterback in the league and he's going to be my guy, mm-hmm. can I get somebody else who's available in this game of musical chairs as more of a temporary stopgap? Like the Colts had with Phillip Rivers, for instance, right? And they went further than the Vikings did. Um, could I get a temporary stopgap and allow myself more roster flexibility? Like, get that guy for one year, yeah. not have to worry about readjusting his contract and smoothing it out through 2023 yes. while I look to draft the real guy for the future. Do you know why I think that that is an, an absolutely genius statement? I think it's a genius statement because I've come to the conclusion until Mike is gone, I'm not getting my long-term QB or at least playing him. So, yes, I agree with you completely. Get a cheaper, it it does not have to be a a bargain, but get a cheaper contract. It's a one-year veteran who can take being yelled at, who can take being told, you you fumbled the ball, you're not going to eat for two weeks now, who can take that crap. For one year, right? Um, But I would not go down the path of investing in who I think is my quarterback of the future, unless it was like Deshaun, and I I could take my swing now, um, until Mike is gone. Because I think you're right. Look, as difficult as it was for Zim to watch in retrospect now, Case Keenum was ideal for him. And that does not mean that I think that they should have kept Case. But think about the personality. He could take basically his coach going up to the podium week after week, and they they won 13 games, and saying he's got a horseshoe up his, you know what? Yeah. Like, I think... Yeah, I think you're right. I think there are maybe 10 to 12 teams that are going to be playing quarterback musical chairs in 2021. I'm just going to fly through these real quick, and as they play musical chairs, these are the guys that could become available that you could use as a stopgap, either trading a late round pick to get them or by just signing them for a little bit less money in free agency while you look for the quarterback of the future. The Jets might draft a quarterback at two, in which case you might be able to buy low on Sam Darnold. That that would be an option. Yep. Uh, the Panthers are rumored to be looking for a quarterback and even in the in the mix for Deshaun Watson, Teddy Bridgewater's contract has one year left for $20 million. And that didn't work out great, yes. You could probably trade a late round pick for him or something, get him back for 20 if you tra- This is if you if you moved off Kirk, I'm saying. Sure. So if you moved off Kirk, the idea would be stopgap veteran quarterback plus draft quarterback of the future. And have those guys together, right? Yeah. So you could you could bring Teddy back if you want to. The 49ers, probably going to have to say goodbye to Jimmy Garoppolo. You could take a one-year flyer on Jimmy Garoppolo and see how that works for a little bit less money. Uh, Broncos are looking for a quarterback. Patriots, if you wanted to see if Cam Newton no, wanted thanks. to come here, I think I'm no, probably I think good I'd, on that. I'm done with that one. Uh, Washington, I don't know what's going to happen with Taylor Heineke, but uh, he looked pretty good in a playoff game. Yeah, no thanks again. Alex Smith. The Saints, okay, Jameis Winston. You could take a one-year flyer on Jameis Winston potentially if you if you want to. He'll Assuming go back that the Saints there, right? don't. What say, back to the Saints? Yeah, I don't know. Oh, he's, I think he, I think if, he pro- probably goes back and and puts on a pretty good competition for the starting job. Maybe, but maybe, maybe. Yeah, they started. They started. Uh, what's his name? Either, over him I for cannot. A I cannot, in good conscience, even consider Winston with Zim. As his coach, I think you're probably right. It yeah. would be a, it would be an, it would be awful. Bears, maybe they move on from both Nick Foles okay. and Mitch Trubisky. Best of luck to them. All right, God's just saying in the corporate world. Listen, doing something laugh, else. But this is the crazy thing. People laugh. Oh my God, what a joke! Quarterback situation. 
Bears made it further than the Vikings this year yeah. with a joke quarterback situation because they had more money to spend on other areas on their roster. Yeah. I'm just saying. Yep, yep, yep. Just saying. Keep going. I'd rather be the Vikings, I'm just saying. Uh, the Lions, There's a lot of talk about the Lions moving off Matt Stafford. You know, what would they want for Matt Stafford? Probably a, a fairly significant amount of, uh, of draft capital, but... Yeah, and I think Stafford still wants to play for... That's a good question on on him. I'm torn on that one a little bit because I don't hate him. I do like him. Uh, Steelers are rumored to maybe move off Big Ben Roethlisberger. Would you take a one-year flyer for a stopgap on Ben while grooming your backup quarterback? The Ben I saw should be doing something else. (laughs) You're probably right. Um, And then the the Rams are probably going to move. They'd like to move off Goff, but he has a bunch of guaranteed money left. That's going to be hard. They might be screwed. And the Colts actually have Brissett and Phillip Rivers, I think, both coming off the books. So, and I didn't even mention the Eagles because I think they're just going to pick one of the two guys they have. My point is, mm-hmm. this is a great year to just get involved in this game of quarterback musical chairs because teams are moving off guys. You can make moves. You could probably get a one-year stopgap who might even be better than Kirk. I didn't even mention the Falcons in here. There's rumors that the Falcons might move on from Matt Ryan. What if you gave Mike his dream and brought Declan's guy, Teddy, back to play one year for Mike? And then that's it. So Teddy comes back and he's not great. And they win eight games. Mike gets fired. Teddy goes bye bye. And then you can dedicate yourself to actually playing the quarterback that you find. So if you traded Kirk for a third round pick to San Francisco, yep. And then let's say you traded a fifth round pick to the Panthers for Teddy Bridgewater. I am completely making up this compensation. Yep. Yep, okay. That's fine. And but Teddy's contract, and you Declan's might even all, Declan's all in. By the way, you might even owe some dead money to Kirk, and so like yeah, you would. The 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 difference in Kirk's cap number and Teddy's it might all wash out. Yeah, figure that out. But if you made that trade and Teddy Bridgewater was your one year starting quarterback, and then you draft somebody, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Is your franchise in a better spot, short and long term, than if you were to just go into the season with Kirk and draft to to fortify Kirk's? presence back to purple daily in just a moment thank you to our friends at federated insurance for supporting us at score north and also for supporting business owners and stepping their game up even more than usual in 2021 with the my shield uh, app you can find more information about my shield at federatedinsurance.com but federated mutual insurance company recently launched my shield as the online client destination for risk management resources As a business owner, how helpful would it be for you to have employee training at your fingertips? Industry resources that can help your business reach another level of success. Think about all the things from a risk standpoint that your company could probably use some framework for, right? Like company vehicles. Do you have a driving policy in place? How would an accident affect all the different stakeholders? Well, MyShield is here to help with just that. Get registered today so you can jump on MyShield through federatedinsurance.com or download the app. You can also talk to your Federated Insurance marketing representative today. Remember, at Federated, it's our business to protect yours. The window to get rid of Kirk to me is very important here because he's due. So his two is it the 2022 salary becomes guaranteed on the third day yes, of correct. the league year this March? Yep. That's what freaks me out. Mm-hmm. So like it's not it's not 2021. So the answer to your question might be no. But I know this, if I am on the hook for that 2022 salary, and now to your point, Phil, they come back and and say, hey, look, you know, Rick and Rob will will help you out. Just smooth out the contract again, to use your term, and give us another extension that goes beyond, I'm done with that. 
So you got to figure that out now, right? Right, right. But my answer to your question is, I don't think that you were in better shape for 2021 by the move. Do I think that your franchise long term is in better shape? Absolutely, and that's my concern. Yeah, I don't want to keep being stuck here because this guy's not bad, but he's not good enough to justify what the Vikings are doing with his contract. Yep, I, I just think I'm I'm so so bullish on being in one of two categories. You either have your guy that you know is a perennial Pro Bowl slash Hall of Fame guy, like there's six or seven in the league at any given time. Kirk's not one of them. You either have that guy or you have a young guy that you're seeing if he can be that guy, and meanwhile, you're not paying him any money, so you can have a great roster around him. Yep. If you're not in one of those two bins, you got a problem in the NFL, almost always. Like, find me the Super Bowl winners that fall but outside Florio of those two see, categories. There are not many. This too, right? I mean, I mean it, it, is, it is the clearest path to, if you elect to move on from Kirk, the clearest path right now is San Francisco. Yes. It's just sitting there. One more thing on the San Francisco front, because I think a lot of people are going to say, well, you guys are so quick to just dump Kirk Cousins. If that's the case, why would San Francisco want him? Like, what, what would, what, if they're looking to be a Super Bowl team and you guys have concluded the Vikings can't win a Super Bowl with Kirk Cousins making the money that he makes, then why would San Francisco want to pay him that money to help them win a Super Bowl? And my answer to that is, I don't know why San Francisco would want that. But I know that there's been reports now from, Ian Rappaport and Mike Florio sort of floating this educated speculation that they have interest in doing it. It is not our job to question their interest. Those are the San Francisco 49ers. If they feel like it's the best move for them, it's our job to nudge the Vikings in the right direction, Kyle which Shanahan is help them. them. And that's fine. And if and if that's a better pairing yes. than, than Mike Zimmer and Kirk Cousins, and he can get even more out of Cousins, then they just had better infrastructure and, it, and, and you have to just tip your cap and congratulate them if Kirk winds up hosting a, uh, hoisting a trophy. Yes. So we'll see. I can't, I, I can't believe this is coming back up again, though. This is, this is great. I love it. It's fun. It's Kyle Shanahan. It, it, makes, just too much sense. Fun. it makes too much sense. <laughs> so Jerry Rice was apparently also on the show with these yeah. guys. And yeah. Jerry Rice laughed and said, <laughs> do you want the Ferrari or do you want the Mercedes? I choose the Ferrari, and the Ferrari is going to win you playoff games, referencing Deshaun Watson, oh, by the yeah. way. The Ferrari is going to win you Super Bowl, so I'm all in on that. Rice acknowledged the relationship between Cousins and Shanahan, but still would, quote, take the Ferrari any day, and the Ferrari is Deshaun Watson. I think Kirk's more of a sob than he is a Mercedes. Seems more like a sob guy, but but it's in the same category of cars, I, so I, know, I get what he's trying to say there. Yeah, he's a... I would say he's yeah he's he's a Toyota Camry and I love and I've driven Toyota Camrys yeah they just but the window is open, he's always healthy but Jerry Rice d- did exactly what the three of us w- would have done if asked about the choice and what we're telling you is Kyle Shanahan loves cousins okay like the window of opportunity here it's there again not to win a Super Bowl but to move yeah. on think about think about what you would get off your books if you could do this which is why you would take a third round pick and say. Okay, we'd like a second round, but yeah. we'll take the third round because you are being presented potentially with an opportunity that if you if you don't make this call or engage in these talks, I think you're crazy. Yep. But yeah. but Judd, what if you what if you trade Kirk Cousins and you draft the next Christian Ponder? Okay. And I would say you need to flip your thinking. <laughs> what if you trade Kirk Cousins and you draft the next Josh Allen? That's what that's the goal here. And what if I trade him and and things go Sideways again in 2021, and my team gets really bad, 
and I win three games, and oh, oh my God, I've got the second overall pick. What am I going to do with that? Wait, but what am I going to do? Oh, I'm going to take a quarterback. <laughs> or the first pick. God. Look, there's something to be said for sucking sometimes. There is. It's like we're too, we're way too eager to be like, give me 500. The Vikings almost need permission. It's give like, me those you guys, seven wins. You guys are tired. You've been grinding just to, just to prove that you're not a dumpster fire and that's great. And you're, you grinded to seven wins, but you just need permission to take a step back. Just, it's okay. The goal is Super Bowl here. Right. You can take a step back if you need to. To go win a Super Bowl long term. What did the brief hot streak of 2020 get you? It puts you back in no man's land in terms of the draft. Like it puts Quicksand, you, it puts you in a place where you keep, you're not going to have a shot at one of the two or three best quarterbacks unless you trade up. It's football quicksand. You're mm-hmm. drowning in footballs. That wouldn't be you're, a bad way to go up. You're going down and you can't football. get out. You're being dragged down, and you know what? Nobody will give you a hand to get out except Brian Baldinger. Brian Baldinger doesn't just like football, he loves football. It's just a joy to watch Teron Armstead play. And like, just like I said, it's like an episode of Monday Night Raw. Oh, yeah. I mean, just give him the belt. He's earned it. Football! Football, yeah! yeah! Football! Football! Yeah! Football! All right, if you disagree with us and you think we are too hard on Kirk and the Vikings, Send us a note in the comment section on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash purple daily podcast. And uh, we'll see you for write that down predictions tomorrow.